This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Uh, hey, Matt, you there? Hey, hey Matt. Uh, Nick, hi. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Uh, hey, so, sorry sorry to call in. Um, I'm going to have to be remote for the record today. I was going to come into the studio. Oh, no, no problem. Uh, at, but I was driving over there and uh, I got I'm OK, but I got in an accident. Oh, God. Oh, so. my God. Are you, you're, you're OK, though? You're OK? Yeah, I'm OK. I'm OK. Just uh, just, you know, it's just God. People, are, people are crazy. Uh, I know it's really I the more and more I get behind the wheel. I'm just like, everybody's so crazy. Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? I'm just trying to commute. I'm just trying to get to my job, you know, and I'm just driving. I'm minding my business. I'm not doing anything crazy. No. Um, and uh, just get nailed with a red shell. <sighs> no, I, I've i been there, buddy. Uh, that's that freaking <laughs> lunatic hits me with a red shell out of that's nowhere. That's so crazy that that happened to you uh, because like truly just like a week ago, I was driving yeah. and I was doing great. You know, I was getting all, I was hitting all my turns. I was, I was. You're a great driver. Thank you. You're, this is the thing people don't know. Matt's a really good driver. He's really fast. And I've driven you in the car before. Yeah. Like not very you far. Give me lots but of rides. Just a little, just, you know, drop you off here or there. Um, right. Then, then the double dash, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You hop on the back. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I was driving around, grabbing my coins and all that. Some lunatic. Yeah, I get gotta gotta grab some yeah i gotta go a little faster uh, not like not much faster but just a little bit um yeah i try to have 10 at all times but some lunatic hits me with a lightning bolt and i'm on the road oh and i shrink God. yeah and it's more dangerous for me out on the road when i'm shrunk right you're tiny you could get someone could just flatten yeah you like that and i'm trying to jump around try to speed up the process to get bigger again it's not working so i'm just right. kind of looking like a stupid little shrunk asshole on the road people are crazy out there people are crazy I was, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, I see an item box up ahead. Okay, great. Let me just drive through this thing. Yeah. Because, you know, I could definitely use a power-up. Why not? Maybe get, get myself a green shell shield just to, like, you know, kind of mitigate some of the damage I'm getting from these other lunatics who are out there on the road. I, ran, I drive in to this item box, totals my car. This was a few years back. Totals oh my, my car. It's a fake item box. No. It's one of those decoy item box. Some lunatic dropped on the road. Uh, just to play a prank on some other driver people it, it's it's wild out people there. are crazy out there it's just so crazy people on the are road crazy and you know what this is actually reminding me i'm actually in a class action lawsuit over something very similar i was on the road yeah right some uh-huh. uh in the reason it's a class action lawsuit is because the person driving the car that did this to me was representative of a business and so i i was driving behind this car this truck unloads a bunch of fucking slick oil everywhere from a squid oh, it gets God. all over my car i drive off the road it's on your windshield probably you can't, can't even, even see. see and you know what you know who has to dig me out of a fucking ditch Lakitu, my mortal enemy, gets on his fucking. He gets his little hook that he usually has his camera dangling from. Gets my car out of this ditch, and I have to say thanks to my enemy. Can I just say I'm going to say something that's maybe controversial and like maybe we maybe we edit this out of the pod. I've come around on Lakitu. You okay? I think I'm like I think Lakitu is like a force for good. I'm I'm like. I'm voting for Lakeith. Oh, okay, Let me just he's say, a like, big proponent of like him. a video surveillance police state, but sure, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, but he's there with that fishing line to pull you out if you, you go. He off the did. Road. He did save my ass, and um, 
I did say, you know, when it was, you, you know, when you get in those situations where you kind of just say something and you're like, yeah. oh, why am I saying this? I just, this is like a 10 second interaction. He pulled me out. I said, thanks. I'm going to vote for you. And I was like, why did I do that? But, but th- Matt, I'm right there with you. Yeah, now. no, this is a thing. we're gonna we're gonna vote for him, and he's gonna yeah we're he's gonna, gonna vote fix for him. these. Hopefully, he's gonna clean up these streets because everybody's so crazy out there. Well, I, hey, someone's gonna do it. <laughs> it's not gonna be Sleepy Joe <laughs> or Cranky Kong for that matter. <laughs> we vroom vroom and hark hark as we discuss driving games and driving in games this week on Get Played. Wow, it's Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Matt Abadaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get Played, where we're going to begin this week's episode with a correction. This isn't what we normally do here, but no, we're, we're going to correct the record. We don't, we don't do that. It's not something we typically do. Uh, we've I've never been, been wrong before is the we've issue. Never, we've this never is said anything wrong. We've never done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And we certainly have never said anything that needed to be corrected. Right. Um, but last week on the show, Heather was here last week. Heather's not here this week. She'll be back soon. Yes. Um, Send her but, your well wishes. She appreciates them. Yeah, of course. Um, and so Heather did ask me to make this correction. And uh, I'm just going to... I wrote... I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm nervous. I didn't do anything bad. It's not bad. Um, but no, last Matt, week, you're in deep shit. I'm in deep so, shit. I feel. Well, yeah, I do claw feel yourself out of this pit. I, I do feel like I committed a faux pas I, I, yeah. on some degree, right? So like that's a little <laughs> egg on my face. I ultimately, I don't think it's bad because all parties involved uh, are are aware of what happened. Yes, but I, I just wanted to correct the record on okay, the great. public record. So last week, Heather mentioned getting a care package of Fortnite goods, uh, and it was misattributed to um, the Battle Buds because I said that that's where it came from, but I misunderstood. This is her, her regular crew, for people who don't normally listen to the podcast, her regular yes. crew of Fortnite uh, compatriots. Who from the have, community. Have, who've all come yes. together as part of the community of the, this podcast fandom. And so I misattributed to uh, to the Battle Buds and said, oh, this is from the Battle Buds, gave it, uh, gave it to Heather. Heather thanked them publicly on the show. That's not where it came from. And like, mm. the, but, but my confusion was the Battle Buds have done nice things like this in the past. Of so course. I was sort of like, okay, what the, how did I make the mistake? So I went back to the messages. And the, the initial message was from a Discord user, Demon Curry, who wrote, and this is what the message says. Hey, Matt, I wanted to get something for Heather as a get well present. I work with the Fortnite group, and we're coming up with a care package and would like to ship it to her. Do you know the best way we could be able to send this to Heather? So I organized that, but I took the Fortnite group, the phrase the Fortnite group, to uh, mean the Battle Buds. This is right. This is on their behalf. Yes. But in actuality, it was the actual, actual Fortnite, the actual company or, you know, the Fortnite group, the people behind Fortnite sent this stuff to Heather directly from Fortnite. So the gift was from Fortnite. And it, the gift was Fortnite stuff, and I, I just from, wanted to... From, on behalf of Epic? On behalf of someone who works with Epic? I, I, I suppose that is the, the what it is, yes. I got it. But you, you can see my confusion with the Fortnite group. Yes. I already know right. about There's the existing There's an existing Fortnite buds. group, and, but this came from some other affiliation with Fortnite. And that's in a more not official me, capacity. You know, shirking 
blame here okay i i i, I admit i made I, I made a big mistake yes and uh, i do want to uh, apologize to all involved and but also um it's very nice that so many different people involved in Fortnite, whether they're playing the game or they're behind the scenes care about our good friend heather and campbell and we love to see that don't we here nick we sure do but you know we're not gonna be talking about Fortnite today no because heather's not here yes but we do have some great guests in her stead and we might the- talk about it I guess it could come up. It could come up. We don't know. I, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, the, our guest today, the host of the Pitwall podcast, an F1 podcast for the casual fan, which is right here on HeadGum, Marika Brownlee and Casey Donahue. Marika, Casey, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for wow. having us. This is what huge. A, what a treat. All right, let's start here. Uh, do y'all play Fortnite? <laughs> i've played it before uh yeah, okay. and then uh never played since uh, yeah. i think like the last time i played was before it became like they were you could still build and shoot and that was pretty much all you could do and now my understanding is uh it's a whole ready player one situation or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's essentially the metaverse i mean there's a bunch wow. more that you could still build and shoot but that's still fundamental to the game but yeah there's a lot more going on i also have not played in a, a couple years now or since last year i don't know i i messed around a little bit with it uh but i but i i fell off of it after our kind of like designated you know Fortnite time um mm-hmm. rika how about you i played a little bit of it uh when i first got my switch i think and i think i i had a match where i got second and i was like i'm done never again yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good yeah that's that, that, like, that, this that is enough for me <laughs> yeah that's that's good yeah go out on a w for sure mm-hmm. yeah Rochelle is in the chat. Our producer Rochelle is in the chat because um, Nick r- requested that she not be on the on the video screen. And uh, wait a minute, that's the exact opposite of what happened. Make me issue a correction next week. Yeah, okay, so what actually what Rochelle was, Rochelle was like, I'm just gonna hang out, turn her camera off. I was like, okay, yeah. well, you could you can stick around if you want, but I didn't want to obligate her. Yeah. Anyway, no, I believe Nick said scram, but um, <laughs> R- Rochelle in the chat wrote Fortnite on Switch is psycho mode. Yes. Yeah. There's my understanding is it's like it, it's uh, uh, Rochelle. Are you saying that? And and feel free to chime in on mic if you like. No obligation. Uh, but do, <laughs> do you like? Is it because of the the switch just doesn't have the horsepower to run the game effectively? Because I've heard that about uh, uh, some other multi platform games on Switch. Yeah, it is so much harder to play on the Switch. I started playing on the Switch before getting a PC, and I just cannot believe that I was able to get anything done. <laughs> right. It looks a lot. It looks and plays a lot jankier, right? It's so ugly on the Switch, and also it's just so difficult. So the fact that you got second place very gets it very impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I truly don't know how I did it. I think I really hacked the system because I can't build at all. That was like a nightmare <laughs> to try. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Rochelle, are you still playing as Eminem? No, I'm actually over Eminem now, and I am playing as the Terminator. Wow! Oh wow! <laughs> I know I'm fickle. You should um you should try playing as uh, Lewis Hamilton, who's a Formula One driver. Ooh. Is he, oh, he, is he in, think he's in the game? Yeah, I think he's in the game now. Wow! Uh, all right, let's talk about Formula One a little bit. Uh, F1 for short. What sparked your F1 interest? How did you get into this this sport? That's a great question for Marika because Marika kind of got me into it. Oh wow! wow. Okay. Yeah, and I got into it kind of in the opposite way of most people, where I got into endurance racing first and was watching things like the WEC series, which is like six-hour, four-hour races uh, that come on at 5 a.m., and I got into it because Michael Fassbender was racing, (laughs) and I thought that was really funny. (laughs) 
Right, it's um, like his passion, right? Yeah, it yeah. really, yeah, it's cute. Um, <laughs> you should add a T somewhere really in his cute. name so he could be Michael Fastbender and win all the races. Matt, so that's really true. good. That's yeah. really good. Hey, thanks I so much. I forward your correction next week. <laughs> um, the, 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 uh, the, yeah, that, like, Michael Fastbender and then the other guy is, is the non-George Michael from Wham! got really into racing. Like, that was, like, that became his passion. I think he did Formula 3 racing or something like that. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How many and, formulas are there? Formula One, Formula Three, two. there's a Formula Two, and there's a two. Formula There's e. a Formula E. Wow, okay. <laughs> they just keep going. Yeah. Uh, so you're into endurance. To there, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So you're, so you're watching. I'm sorry. You're watching endurance racing. Yeah, and then uh, I think it was Jake Hurwitz uh, told us about or told me about. Uh, drive to survive which is the netflix series that kind of goes through formula mm-hmm. one i was like a little reluctant to get into formula one i thought it was too cool yeah uh, but then i watched drive to survive i really liked it and then i started watching the races and was like this is a great television show with my 20 rich friends that travel <laughs> around the world and drive cars <laughs> And Casey, so you you like a but you're 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 someone who's into cars. Like you're something of an auto enthusiast already, and then you 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 get like kind of hooked into the F1 ecosystem via Marika. Is that what happens? Yeah, pretty much. It was uh, it was it was pretty easy for me to get into because I was like you know like you said I was already into cars. I I like to drive a fast car myself. Uh, I like to drive really fast. I like to think I'm the best driver in Los Angeles. Just from my wow. the research I've done with everyone else I've been on the road with, yeah, I, sure, yeah. I think I've been doing the best job. Okay, um, yeah, that sounds good. But uh, yeah, like uh, one one day went go karting with Marika and a few other headgum folks, and uh, was really into it. And then they all told me I should watch Drive to Survive. Uh, the the F1 season had just started. Uh, there were like four races in. So I watched like my first race that weekend and I was like, this is my new hobby. This is my new interest. I am on board. Formula One. Here we go. Uh, okay. So your podcast, you start, you launch the podcast. The podcast is is geared towards the casual fan. But like, has your own fandom become less casual as you watch this? Like, are, are you like really into it? Or are you still kind of like a, a like I follow it, but, you know, I'm not as hardcore as some other people. Um, I, I definitely feel less casual, especially since, uh, we talk about every single race into a microphone, right. uh, and I don't <laughs> necessarily want to sound, uh, like I don't know what I'm talking about. Although, uh, many listeners will, will tell you that, uh, we often don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> that doesn't, yeah, we love to that's, talk about it. That doesn't happen on this podcast. Nobody tells <laughs> us more than me. I do think there is like a certain level of technical expertise that we don't have and i especially don't have because i literally can't drive a car um but really yeah that's so interesting so like you don't have like you so you don't drive a car at all no no but you like you know that's 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 i wonder uh we gotta get you behind the wheel yeah well you're in new york you're a new yorker you're in new york York. you don't you're in the the city you don't have to drive you're too busy uh folding pizza slices in half folding pizza slices in half walking here going on Uh, the crazy subway yeah Um, marika has driven uh go-karts i've been on the go-kart track with her yeah i've driven a go-kart i'm not uh as good as casey (laughs) there have been times when we've been on the track and he has lapped me (laughs) 
I don't know what I do wrong, but I can't go fast, apparently. Um, I'm not taking the turns at the right point at the apex of the curve. Yeah, you gotta aim for the apex. Um, but I'm always yeah. when I'm on the road, I'm always aiming for the apex. That's like I'm yeah. always just like I'm always aware Crucial. of the apex and where it is and yeah. how to get there. Well, I I mean this is this is a thing, and we'll we'll talk about racing video games specifically in a bit. But that's always the kind of thing of like that impresses me about people who can do something that seems, you know, it, it doesn't like I can understand more intuitively how a marathon runner can be better at running than me. I understand like what's going mm-hmm. on there, but like the, the, the technical aspects of driving beyond just like hitting the accelerator, like when you break and, and, you know, like, like you were saying, like how you handle the turns um, and all the stuff that makes me, you know, not very good at racing video games. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed to see that in action. And yeah, that's, that's a, I, I, I we'll get, we'll get into that. Um, I, I do have one more question, which is just sort of like a, uh, related to F1, but like, like, is this your, the sport you're into? Like, are you, are you sportos in general? Are there other sports you follow? Or is this like the one thing that, that really has got its hooks into you? I think for me, this is like the one sport that I've really followed. I, you know, I, I like did some fantasy football in college for a while right. and like, but in terms of uh, like week to week watching a, a game or a race, I, follow it pretty closely yeah i'm uh i'm actually a a huge baseball fan that's like maybe my one sport that has been like the main sport that i've been into i've Mm -hmm, I've been like a casual football fan casual basketball fan like i'll watch like the 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 nba on tnt whatever that game is but i don't really watch outside of that yeah Uh, baseball i will watch uh almost every game like i will i will watch the highlights of every single game every every day during the season wow uh that's wild who's who's your team team? and and yet also like do you do you have any baseball video games that you like uh i've had i've had a few teams you know a group in florida so i was a marlins fan lived in new york so i became a mets fan my dad's also uh from new york and he's a diehard mets fan so the mets are like the family team Sure. I worked for the Red right. Sox for a bit, so That's I became right. wow. kind of like a fan of them. Uh, and now I'm in Los Angeles, and the Dodgers are the best team in baseball, so it's easy to root for them. Yeah, that's 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 what I like to hear. As a, <laughs> and, and, and on the video Angelino. game, exactly. And and on the video game side, or is MLB the show? Is there anything that you've you've enjoyed over the years? Baseball. um i have played the show uh on and off for about 15 years uh (laughs) my uh my my favorite mode the the thing about like sports games or particularly i guess like i could i could talk about the show a bit uh there there there's so many different modes you can play and i feel like i don't play most modes of the game i love creating a guy and then playing that guy's entire career. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I will sometimes start a pitching career or I'll sometimes start a batting career and I will play every, I'll play the whole season, every season until I break all of the records and then I go, yep, there it is. Casey Donahue has a hundred <laughs> home runs in a season. I thought you were going to say until I break all of the rules. <laughs> 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 They should let you do that. Do you have a do you, a do you like because we've talked about this in with the NBA 2K franchise. And one reason I fell off of that is because the my career mode has so much shit that is not at all related to playing basketball. Does the MLB the show have that? 
Um, I honestly, I don't know what the last update was because what what the show was was really good at uh, that I never really saw in other sports games was you could transfer your career from the old game to the new game. So I could get like the new year. I could transfer my character over. All the stats are there. The whole career is still there. Uh, I want to say in like 21, you could not bring over your game from 20. And I had hmm. like six years worth of MLB The Shows that I was trying to transfer over. Wow. I could not. So I have not played since since 21. I haven't had the urge to like, all right, let's start a new career and just break all the same records again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the NBA 2K thing is just always like, there'll be like a, a cut scene after a game and it'll be clearly mm -hmm. like they grab the VO in a locker room with like one take. And it's just like the flattest read of <laughs> yeah. like Eric Gordon being like, man, you were on fire out there tonight, but you got to get me the rock or else there's going to be trouble on the bench. So I was like, geez, man, I don't care about this at all. Like, what are we doing yeah. here? Hey, come yeah, record a hit single, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. J is having a beats party. You got to be there or be square. There's, there's nothing really like that in, in the yeah. show. Uh, and yeah, I, I think I saw like it was either last year's 2K game or, or the year before where like you could go skateboard around. And I was like, I don't, I don't yeah. understand what's happening in this show. Skateboarding's not basketball. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who buys these games who likes those modes. Maybe I guess maybe small children is the only thing I could think of. Like maybe yeah. kids under 10 are just like, oh, it's that's part of being a major leaguer is I get to do this stuff. But I think I think honestly, like everyone who is still in on these games, which is still a lot of people is like it, it tolerates that stuff because they mm -hmm. want to they accept it as like part of the the bargain. But yeah, I, I don't think I think a game could come out with a with a career mode with none of that. And it would still either do just as well or maybe better. Yeah. Um. But, you know, with the uh, 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 whatever, there's all this all this inertia now to just keep things the way they are. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Uh, all right, let's talk about some video games generally. It's time for what are you playing? What are you playing? Nick, how do you want to begin? Should, or should I guess? I, I, I think, why, Matt, why don't you start us off? Okay. Because uh, I've talked oh. a bunch here. So, so, uh, so, Matt, what are you playing? Okay, well, last week I said I was stuck at a part in Final Fantasy VII, the original. I'm playing it on my Switch, but I was playing f through Final Fantasy VII. And uh, over the weekend, since we recorded last, uh, I did beat the game. And um, I. You beat Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, I beat Final Fantasy VII. Wow, congrats, buddy. Thank you so much. And it, it felt, it did feel amazing. I did play with the modern conveniences turned on. You know, I was, um, but it, that, some of those things like having your limit like always full don't help you as much as uh, you think. Like, yes, like it, it does make it easier, but you can still get one shot 
by like enemies that you're not leveled um according right uh, if you're well, not if leveled you're, accordingly if you're, if you're t- like turning random encounters off which yes. I, I understand why someone would do that but but yeah you're not doing the leveling that you would need to do to uh you know yeah. uh, to, to progress uh so i but i had a i i thought i knew stuff about the game i knew some of the big stuff about the game but i didn't know like how how in-depth it was about like climate change (laughs) (laughs) it's a pretty environment yeah it's a pretty environmentalist game and 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 definitely the the remake is like that too they're like eco-terrorists that you're yeah. like that you're playing and you're trying to save the world from uh these like this like evil company and i was like this rocks this is this fucking awesome and uh i i, I just loved it i thought it was so great uh i loved all the, i loved all the characters um i didn't really know sephiroth's whole deal i last week i said i was familiar with him but i it, it turns out that i didn't really know that much about him and you know th- there's this uh like f- um mobile game coming out about Sephiroth where the tagline was, we still don't know that much about him. And I thought yeah. that was funny initially. And now I agree, actually, I don't know that much <laughs> about him. Um, so I'm looking forward to learning more. I, I did start playing through the remake and I had started the remake um, when the remake came out initially, having never played the original. And I fell off of it because I wasn't interested. I had, I didn't really connect with it, but now I'm playing through it again or with, with fresh eyes, rather, with, with context. And I'm immediately more hooked and, and more interested because I'm like, oh, it's this. I know yeah, this. Yeah, naturally, yeah. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'm having a blast with that. But a new game came out last week, too, that everyone's talking about right now. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. That's and right. I'm playing, I'm playing that on my Switch. And Nick, I'm loving it, dog. <laughs> I, 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 it fucking rocks. It is so good. It is, um, it's just that type of like, I don't know. It's a, it's a Metroidvania. So it's a different type of game for a prince, the Prince of Persia series, but everything about it's really, really good. I just got to a part where, uh, I have some new abilities. I have some new weapons and that once you start getting those upgrades in any Metroidvania, you feel like a million bucks and you're like, okay, now I can go back over here and do this. I can do this now. I'm, I'm zipping around. I'm having, I'm having a blast. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, now I was reading that yeah. one thing this this one bit of in, one innovation this game has is that it's pretty easy to track where you could, because, because a big thing, like, you know, like in, uh, in, in like the Ori games, for instance, yes. like you get a new upgrade and you're like, OK, now I can get through this kind of door or I, I now I have something that can grapple onto this sort of platform, this sort of hook. Uh, but then you're like, wait, where did I see that hook before? Like, you know, yes. what I mean, like, but this has some sort of uh, it, it, it's something in the map screen or whatever that just like makes it really clear where you can uh, what new areas you can explore with this new ability. Well, there are there are two modes. There's like a guided mode, which has icons on your map that'll mm-hmm. show you like, oh, you're supposed to be going this way or, oh, this door is open now. You can go over there. You have an ability to unlocks this area now or whatever. But then there's also the explore mode that has that stuff turned off. So you do have to like either remember or in your map you can um I think they're called memory shards. You can use a memory shard and it takes like a screenshot and adds it to your map to be like, oh, there's a chest up there that I can't get because I don't have oh, double okay. jump yet. Right. So I'll, I'll mark it on my map with a because you can leave markers on the map just like generic markers. But you could literally take a screenshot and it shows you the thing that you're that you haven't gotten yet. Uh, 
and that that's really everyone's talking about this feature yeah it is it should be in every game it is so yeah, good that sounds great it's such an it's such an innovation um but it's it's a lot of fun and it's different it's a different type of prince of persia game in another way because you're not playing the prince of persia <laughs> you're not him uh you're a you're, you're known you're a your guy that's uh his name is sargon and he's an immortal uh there's this group called the immortals in the game and um which my cat's scratching something he's being so crazy next to me he's just like scratching going nuts um uh but so you don't play you play a sargon who is in this group called the immortals and you're you're the kid the prince has been kidnapped and you're on the search for hunting the prince but there's all this crazy stuff going on all this weird time stuff and all this like uh just crazy you know magic stuff it's really good i i i i'm i'm really enjoying it and i'm putting i'm putting hours into that and then hopping back in on uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake and kind of just alternating my time between both. You're a, you're a mad mad. I'm, 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 I applaud you for finishing Final Fantasy VII. Thank uh, you. The OG. That's that's a that's impressive. I I, I loved it, and I I do I I feel Final Fantasy VII p- pilled. Like I like I <laughs> I was like, am I gonna go see Advent Children in theaters? <laughs> a movie no one likes. <laughs> Uh, wait, can I can I ask what was your final playtime? Oh, um, it was something around. I can check actually. I think because it'll tell me at least rudimentary, or you know, uh, uh, an, an estimate in the Switch menu. Um, I do have my Switch right here because I, was I remember pl- that taking me sixty hours on the PlayStation One, but also I spent a lot of time breeding yeah. chocobos. Okay, I did it in yeah. thirty hours. It yeah, took okay. me thirty hours. Sure, um, which is not nothing. I didn't think it was. I thought I was going to get through it faster, honestly, and that's why I started no, it before I jumped into the remake. But thirty hours is about is about right. If you skip, I didn't even meet Yuffie. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty substantial game. Did you meet Vincent? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. He's okay, in the yeah. uh, the coffin, right? I don't no. actually don't remember where he comes from, but he's a, he's the other unlockable character. Or okay, the other, yeah, the I didn't, I didn't get. I didn't get any of the bonus characters. I was I was going okay. straight through. You're just you're just mainlining this bad boy. Yeah, and I did it. I got it right in my veins. I loved it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, yeah. uh Marika, what are you playing? Uh so at the moment I'm not playing any games. I'm kind of waiting when I know I'm gonna have a chunk of time to sit down and play mm-hmm. Spider Man sure. two. Ooh. Which yeah. I'm really excited about. Um Did you play the the originals, I assume? I played, yeah, so I played the, I actually played Miles Morales first when I got a PS5, and mm-hmm. then went back and played the remastered Spider-Man. Hell yeah. It was great, loved them. Like, one of the few games I've actually finished, because I'm a very impatient gamer, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm, right. like, not a person that will sit down and, like, grind through stuff. If I, like, can't beat something, I'll try three times and I'll be like, I'm done. I'm walking away. <laughs> um, John so Locke style. <laughs> <laughs> so I've not finished many games, but those two I did, loved them, cried at them. <laughs> they're great uh, stories. Yeah, they're really good stories. So I'm really excited for two. Um, I have two stardew valley games going at the moment that i've truly abandoned for a few years because i also have a really unhealthy way of playing that game and had to back away (laughs) i probably can relate to that what would describe it for me uh 
so the first one I started on my computer and I got pretty far. I hadn't finished it. Um, but the mines just like killed me. I can't, I don't like doing the mining stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and it got to the point where I was just like on my computer with like a Wikia tab open of like, I have to do this thing. I have to like farm this on this day and like constantly tracking that. So I stopped and then when I got the switch, I started a new farm. And then I was like very determined to marry the doctor as quickly as possible, but also befriend, <laughs> be best friends with the Shane who like breeds chickens or whatever. So I like accomplished that. But then it was the same thing where I was like sitting with my switch and then my computer and like just constantly looking stuff up and i was like this is any this is a job <laughs> yeah one well, because well, you're trying to to min max your you know your crop yield or whatever yeah. and and like there that you can get you can get really really into it like just like how you position your sprinklers and uh, which, yeah, was, which livestock you're raising it's like you can like, and, and also like what days you go to the mines and everything like, yeah you get really super into it and i was like you know i was like i gotta make jam on this day i gotta constantly be making jam so i can sell the jam and it's gotta be like these crops because that's the most money i can make it's a whole thing um so eventually when i feel like i can return to it in a calmer manner i'll finish one of those <laughs> games um and i also have an oculus and got really oh. into beat saber during the pandemic oh wow um, and need to need to hop back into that and like i i modded it um so that i could play custom games but then oh it, wow the it got kind of fucked up so i think i need to reset my oculus and start <laughs> okay over. i see <laughs> so uh, a lot of our tech friend, problems <laughs> our friend uh mars melnick i know got super into beat saber yeah. and was something of a beat saber evangelist to me in the past and like is that is that part how of how you got your way in or did you find your own way in yeah it was definitely through mars uh she at like one point had brought it was like when she just started getting into beat saber she brought her ps4 um vr setup to like the office and so we were playing that and i th i thought i would be really bad at it because i was really bad at like guitar hero um but i'm actually really good at it uh <laughs> so, that rocks. and then i like yeah i started she like told me which um vr headset to get and stuff and so i started playing during the pandemic I've only messed around with it a little bit because I get disoriented and sweaty. But like, do, is it like a workout for you? Yeah, totally. It's like it, it takes a lot. And I there's like different modes. I usually turn off the the walls that they add. Mm. Um, I know that Mars really likes playing maps with walls. It is like it just makes you like move around a lot. And I'm just like, that's it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> I like to be still and just move my wrists really fast. <laughs> right. I'm with you. Um, yeah. uh, Casey, how about you? What are you playing? Uh, funny enough, I just finished playing Spider-Man 2. Uh, wow. How about that? I loved it. It was so good. Uh, so much fun um i'm excited it's it's i i love the uh uh you know these sandbox games i play i've played a lot of them but this was the first time where i was like took a different strategy i guess playing mm -hmm. it where where uh usually i'll i'll like make a beeline to the main story mission and just do all the main story stuff get that out of the way and then just like 
fuck around. Uh, but this time I was like, I'm going to, as things pop up on the map, I'm going to do them and take care of them. So then by the time I got to, you know, the later stages of the game, I was like overpowered and like <laughs> had all the suits already, had every like gadget unlocked and was just like ready uh, for battle, basically. <laughs> uh, but that was, uh, I, I thought like, I, I I don't know if like you know the Grand Theft Autos of the world uh, delineate their missions uh, the way that they do on Spider Man, but playing that way I thought was like very satisfying. It kind of like helped feed the story a bit as I was like doing other side missions and like helping neighborhood people out. Uh, kind of made me feel like I am I am the You're friendly the neighborhood Spider Man. Yes, basically. right, right. That was my um, big thing when it was new. Like, like I played it like when it came out, and I was like, it really simulates what it would feel like to have that push and pull to be, mm-hmm. you know, between one of two people, between being Miles and Spider Man and being Peter Parker and Spider Man. Like that, that's such a tough, you know, it's a tough. That's the thing that they struggle with the most. Like yeah. having time for both to exist as both. Uh, I loved, I loved that part of the game. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, play that, and then. Uh, Last week, I finished the story mode for MK1. I don't know if you guys are Mortal Kombat wow. guys. I, I have not played the modern Mortal Kombats, but I know people are pretty positive about Mortal Kombat 1. They've, uh, uh, they're really fun, um, and the stories are... The, the storyline is, uh, is crazy. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, because they try to like make all the lore make sense, right? Yeah. That, that, that's one of the things they do. They just like, it, it's all canon, so we're just going to try to figure out how to, to, to make this work. Yeah, and and the uh, so like MK11 ended with uh, uh, I, I can't remember the name main characters now. I want to say Kronos was her name. She was like a time person who can bring characters from the past, and now they're fighting the characters from the present. And it's all just like a way to get like you can have Sub Zero in his original costume, or you can have mm-hmm. him like in the story mode version. Um, and so then MK1, the end of that game ended with them like resetting the timeline and MK1 is like all the characters are young again. Uh, but now there's like, because there's, there's multiple timelines. So now this was a way to get like every other version of every other character. So it's, it's like Scorpion with Sub-Zero powers. There's Kano with, uh, a Johnny Cage attitude. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's really, really fun. And the story mode, uh, I'm, I've been looking forward to for like the past, like three Mortal Kombat games. And then the DLC also continues the story. So now I'm like waiting for the DLC story to come out so I can keep playing the bonkers story. (laughs) Do you have one, is the, the way the story mode works, do you have one character you pick to take your way through it? Or are you like, do you have, does it branch off and you're playing different characters in different scenarios? Uh, you're, you're, you're playing different characters in different scenarios. Uh, Got it's, it. it's, it's kind of, it kind of works the way that like the f- original movie works where there's like, they're going around doing stuff and then they run into a guy and then, and then the, and then you got to fight them. And then, and then there's like a, a one liner when you beat the the character and you don't, you don't kill them. There's no fatalities in the story mode because they all mm-hmm. get a come back and fight it's a very looney tunes rules the yeah. way it works <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's 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 really fun there's some sometimes you like you're like two guy like your two characters together and mm-hmm. 
you get to choose which character you want to to fight uh you know like cyrax or whoever the fuck uh you you run into in a, in a laboratory um it's great a lot of fun just played that and that's what i'm wow. playing i love it um, well, I'll talk a little bit about my Baldur's Gate 3 replay. I'm about 60% of the way through Act 2. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, on, wow. On, on, on Tactician, on hard mode. Because um, uh, you're the, flying. The, I'm depraved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, I, I, I mean, I love this game. It's, it's, it's so good, and I'm having so much fun on my second campaign. You're going to laugh at me. I'm seeing stuff that I did not see the first time through and I'm re-experiencing stuff with the context of the full story and understand get more like all of the stuff that is seeded about Ketherick Thorm, uh, who is kind of the act two uh, big heavy uh, present throughout the story. But there's so much of it so much earlier than I clocked because the game is just so dense and you don't understand that this is pointing towards something that's like a key story or going to be a, a, a key pot, plot pivot, you maybe think like, oh, this is just flavor text or this is just something about some side mission that I'm going to find out about. Um, but when you really understand the gravity of it, it's it's extremely effective. Uh, I think the combat is has been really satisfying on Tactician. So there's this one pretty difficult sequence where you have to defend a portal uh, mm -hmm. that one of your party members is going through to take care of a task. I'll, I'll talk about it vaguely, but it happens towards the middle of Act 2. And it, it's most of the way the game plays is it, it's just like direct, like, you know, you're kind of trying to pick off individual, like lower the lower the enemy's numbers. They're usually more enemies than your party, and you're, you're trying to, to winnow their numbers and and just kind of control the chessboard, uh, the lance board, if you will, uh, that it, like... But this one, in particular, you have to defend a target, you have, which which happens a few times. Um, and it's tricky, especially on Tactician, because the enemies hit so hard, and this thing has like a very a very low health pool. So mm -hmm. if the enemies hit this like with like three or four arrows, you're just cooked. So it was one of those things where because this game presents <laughs> like kind of problems, not puzzles, which is not unique to it. Um, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, the same sort of thing. But like, there's a lot of games that that have this approach. Uh, but like, there's not like just one way to solve it. But mm -hmm. when you figure out your way to solve it, you feel like a genius, which to <laughs> me is kind of like a magical like game design thing of like for me, what I figured out was there is a an area effect spell called darkness. Uh, and what that does is it prevents anyone, you know, it, it blinds anyone who's within it. It's basically just like a, like a big black cloud that goes over the landscape. Uh, so anyone that's within it is blinded um, and then they can't do ranged attacks uh, out of it or into it. So I was like, okay, I can use darkness, which I'd usually use on like where the enemies are standing. I can use it on my own play space on the portal so no one can attack this with missile attacks. And I'm obviously not a thing that only I figured it out. Yeah. But once I figured it out, I just had like total command of the scenario that was giving me a little bit of, of struggle. And it was like so satisfying to overcome that. And it's like the whole thing of just like, you know, the 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 most satisfied you feel with something is when it's like just at the edge of your competency um and uh and i feel like so many other games i guess, I guess in a more general sense this game treats you like an adult which is also a thing mm -hmm. we like about the FromSoft games it's like this in so many games you would have an npc you have the dream visitor in this one who's like a companion that's in your ear sometimes like the dream visitor would be like like, hmm, perhaps you can protect that portal somehow. And then the next yeah. turn, like, I wonder if a darkness spell would work on that portal. 
and then like cast darkness on the portal to protect it from the enemies. You know what I mean? It's like they wouldn't give you the the, the time to to struggle and to overcome it and to figure out your own solution. And that's not only the way the only way to solve it. You know, you can put a wall of fire on the battlefield or whatever, or you can just sort of power through uh, with raw horsepower from from your heavy hitters. But it, it but it, it again, it's just it's just like a very satisfying scenario because you have different approaches and whenever you figure out whatever yours is, uh, it really hits. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was our our mutual friend Eva Anderson mm-hmm. uh, is playing through this game, uh, past guest of the podcast. I love this, and she's been texting me about this. Uh, like Heather, uh, she she took the genocide route. Oh God! And completely <laughs> eliminated the tieflings in the grove. Uh, but the thing about this is, like, well, you know, I, and and minor and so you know, spoilers for for early in Act One. If you take this route, if you let the goblins come through uh, and en- enable them or assist them uh, in going into the druid grove and taking out all of the, the the druids and all of the tieflings, they also kill all of the children, which is a thing yeah. that most games just don't even address. Like Spider-Man obviously is not going to have kids involved, um, but like, you know, like kids can't can't really come into harm. But certainly even something like Grand Theft Auto is like, we're not even going to open that can of worms. We're no. not going to let you, you know, do a drive by shooting and take out a bunch of uh, a bunch of kids no. because we're going to get in so much trouble. And all of a sudden, Joe Lieberman is going to be having hearings on the <laughs> on the hill. Yeah. So, but this game is like, you know, you know what we are we are talking about the consequences of your choices, and there is a unique moral horror to you know uh, to harming children, and we're going to make you confront this. Like if you if you allow this uh, evil to come through here and you you are on its side, then yes, you have to deal with a po- a pile of toddler corpses. And that's your fault. You did that. And that's like the sort of thing where, again, the game kind of like treats you like an adult and makes you understand that, like, look, I'm not in favor of that, no. but I'm in favor of that being a possibility in this medium. Um, and I think it makes the storytelling, you know, that much more effective that, you know, that these sorts of things are possible. Uh, anyway, it's my favorite game of all time. I love it. Wow. Uh, all right. Let's talk about driving games a little bit. I, I, I want to start here because Casey, uh, we, we floated this topic to, to both of y'all. It seemed like a natural fit. Casey, uh, I know this about you. You have a whole setup in terms of, of your own personal, uh, you know, racing video game experience. That's right. Uh, I've got a sim rig, uh, and I'm very proud of it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'll show you. Here's, uh, here's my steering wheel. Uh, it is a Look hardcore piece of hardware. It's, uh, it's like the same size and weight uh, of like a Formula One racing wheel. Wow. Wow. Um, and I gotta wear I gotta wear gloves when I when I drive. It. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> for grip, uh, for grip. So I recently updated my my rig, uh, and I'm very very excited about it. Uh, yeah, talk us through your 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 hardware real quick. Like, what what are you playing on? What what's your platform of choice? And then, yeah, you you have the wheel. Do you have pedals? What, what what's what's your whole rundown? Yeah, uh, I I play on PS5. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a, a PC. Um, uh, which is like, if if you want to be like a competitive sim racer, you you really need the PC um, uh, to uh, play iRacing, which is like the the main competitive sim racing game. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot play iRacing, so I play Gran Turismo. That was like kind of my my in 
to playing sim racing and i only really started sim racing after uh getting into uh f1 through marika um and like we went go-karting a couple times i tried to make that like my new hobby <laughs> uh and i learned how expensive it gets and also right the the uh uh the guys who run the the <laughs> go kart call place out. call them out yeah the the, the it's K1. called K1 in Burbank <laughs> uh the teenagers that work there uh they don't seem to take <laughs> racing as seriously as uh as some of us <laughs> wow uh, <laughs> so i was like i need something else uh yeah. and then uh so i got like an entry level wheel uh and pedals and started playing Gran Turismo, or I started playing the F1, the EA Sports F1 game, mm-hmm. uh, and it is impossible it's to play if so you've never hard. done sim racing. Marika has tried. I can't express how hard this game is. <laughs> wow. I, I picked it up. I So I have the 2021 version, and after you sent uh, the invite, I was like, hey, I'll try again, you know? It can't be that bad. And I, within 10 minutes, was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> it is it, it this just is, c- doesn't give you instructions at all. Yeah, they don't. They do not tell you how to drive the car. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, but Gran Turismo does a, does a good job of, of teaching you basically like how to drive a car like a, like a race car, like finding the apex, uh, mm-hmm. uh, finding the racing line. Um, so I started with like entry level uh wheels uh and pedals i have since upgraded to a a fanatec system which is what they're like showing off at the beginning of the gran turismo movie um and i was like i need to i need this is what i need uh and (laughs) honestly i need this uh, (laughs) it makes such a huge difference like updating the equipment because it's it's like a whole machine and and i also got like this this upgraded power supply that makes it as realistic as possible with the feedback that you get in the wheel and that's why i need the gloves because it's like steering a real car um wow and when you're like just doing laps and laps and laps and you're like you know 20 laps in like you you feel it in your hands and and like in Mm. your forearms right um and then <clears throat> the the pedals I, I've recently upgraded to are are, are called load cell pedals, uh, specifically with, with the brake, and and that's designed to you know you program it on the computer how much pressure is a hundred percent on the pet on the pedal, and you want the consistency when you're when you're taking the turns. So because like so much of it is like muscle memory, and right? So you want to know exactly how much I got to give uh, on the brake uh, and know exactly which gear to shift down to uh that'll give me optimum speed on the exit of the turn and that's how you shave seconds off your time yeah that's ultimately how i fail at go <laughs> <laughs> uh so so speaking of someone who doesn't you know know much about f1 or or racing in general uh it, it, so it's, i, I it, f1 an f1 course is not like a nascar course right it's not like an oval that you just drive you know you're only turning left the whole time there's right. all sorts of like different courses have different orientations and and different turns that they take um so i imagine that's that's a big part of the a racing experience yeah and i think the formula one drivers like casey was saying they do have this like crazy muscle memory for all of the tracks Mm -hmm. especially if they're ones that like they frequent 
every season. Um, and there have been like videos of them taking tests where it's like it's crazy. It, they they like hear just listening the engine and the like engine. the brakes and know which track it is based off of like wow. just wow. the sound it makes or like yeah, it's crazy. And they practice on racing simulators. Yeah. The, right. Yes. Because you mentioned the Gran Turismo movie, uh, which you've covered on on your podcast, and wh- which I, I still haven't seen, but I've, I've heard positive things about. Matt, did you see the Gran Turismo I, movie? I haven't seen it. My mom loved it. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's good. I think a lot of people yeah. are seeing it. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I I I know I know y'all liked it, but I, like I'm like does that like that's an element in that movie, and that, that's part of how it's marketed. Is just like yeah, real drivers are are training themselves on uh, the, uh on video games. Yeah, there's there's there is a bit of it in uh in the movie. The movie's based on a, a true story. Uh Marika, what, what's what's his name? I can't remember. Jan Marborough or something like that. Yeah. Uh who um, did this basically. Yeah, he was a he like competed in a Gran Turismo tournament and they had like a contest to get uh sim racers into real cars so it's like kind of his story and it kind of uh although like the equipment they're using is like modern <clears throat> yeah um uh, all the all the 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 real racers in the movie they're they you know it's it's like oh that's this is a gamer this is real life you don't you don't you can't cut it uh well fast forward to today uh, Max Verstappen, who is uh, maybe the best race car driver in the world today, he's uh, current two-time F1 world champion. Uh, he is like an advocate for sim racing and is like, this is the next generation of race car drivers will be made through uh, sim racing. I think he's wow. also racing the Daytona. I don't know if it's the 500 or what, but he's sim racing it like as an actual competitor wow. yeah, he is he is he's the number one real driver in the world <laughs> and he's also the number three sim driver in the world that's wild that's yeah. crazy um i just looked up the real that's guy like kevin durant being like the best at nba 2k <laughs> like, like, it doesn't really make sense in my brain <laughs> it, i know it, 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 it feels like it doesn't make sense but once you once you like are using this stuff like like yes. using the wheel and the pedals it is a simulation of real driving like the right. physics mm-hmm. in the game are are as realistic as possible oh yeah i guess wow. he max verstappen won at i racing 24 hours of daytona wow wow <laughs> Uh, I just looked up the real guy that the Gran Turismo movie is based off, uh, Jan Mardenborough, and um, he's younger than me, and I want want to die. <laughs> <laughs> they made a movie about a guy younger than me. <laughs> that fucking sucks. <laughs> Get used to it. Yeah, um, it's gonna happen to me now for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you so you mentioned okay so you've been talking about Gran Turismo is that kind of like your game like have you been into the Gran Turismo series in, in uh you know uh, since back in the day or or was this all recent because of of um uh, is is this all recent because of your F1 fandom I I had tried playing Gran Turismo back in the day uh, on a controller and and I just 
I'm so I was so used to like Grand Theft Auto car physics and yeah, driving sure. mechanics. That Very arcadey. Yeah, when I tried to like do it on a simulator with a controller, uh, I I would just crash on turn one every every single time. Uh, so I like put it away. Uh, didn't hadn't revisited it until I got you know into racing like as a proper interest enthusiast hobby sort of thing um and then yeah learning the gran turismo teaching me the mechanics of how to drive the car um opened me up to wanting to play other games uh and so i i mostly play the f1 uh game because that's that's like why i wanted to start doing it was because I wanted to do drive those uh, formula style cars and do the tracks that I watch uh, all of my best friends drive. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, I, I like playing Gran Turismo, but the, but they don't really have they have like super formula cars, which are similar to the Formula One cars, but they don't have the the top speed. Uh, but it is it is fun to hop on to. Gran Turismo and drive like a Prius or uh, <laughs> sure, yeah, uh, right, uh, like my dad's old Corvette or something like that. Uh, that's 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 where I get the joy out of Gran Turismo is just like having fun driving these other different kinds of cars, and then the F one game. It's like I am watching my times. I am trying to figure out how to get faster where yeah. I, where I'm slow in the corners, that sort of thing. And and so. Maybe this is jumping ahead a little bit too, but like, how, how do you feel about like, in how do you feel about a like a party racer, like a crash team racing, or like a Mario Kart or something? Like, obviously that's very different. It's not real at all. It has no, uh, as some basis for driving. You can use a like a wheel kind of for for Mario Kart, but uh, do you do you enjoy playing those at all, or is it only like if it's like if it can feel real? No, I I uh I love Mario Kart. I don't play it as much as I would like. Um but but I do have fun. I've never tried playing it with the wheel. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I don't know how that would work. And I've tried like yeah. recently playing it w- with w- keeping in mind like the uh <laughs> the race line like that sort of stuff, uh you know, uh uh break in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, the I, race like, line like, for I should not be shoals. using the brake. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right i'm gonna get a blue shell no matter what so yeah. it's like <laughs> but i do love yeah, them it's very fun because the, the the wii mario kart like had the wheel you know peripheral that you mm-hmm. used and that was that was how you control that one uh, marika how about you like do you like the as a non-driver um you messed around with the f1 games but like like do you like an ar- a more arcadey racer do you like something that's a little bit uh you know goofier less connected to reality yeah i think Probably just in terms of my experience with racing games and like the different all the different types that I've like had a chance to play or like watched people play because I was like a big let's play watcher for mm-hmm. a while. Um, I feel like I definitely gravitate more towards the like arcade racers um, like Mario Kart, I'd say is probably the one that I've played the most and like during the pandemic was like doing tournaments and stuff with uh co-workers and that was a lot of fun and i actually like i would say when i started playing mario kart even though i enjoyed it i like i just could not steer correctly <laughs> and, like <laughs> i think i i would like accidentally 
basically act like I was driving, but like be playing with the like right, yeah, <laughs> actual joysticks. But I would like turn my hands for no reason. So I got better at that. I learned how to drift. I got good, um, and so that now that's like fun to play. But I haven't been, I haven't really played it recently, um, and I don't know. I think like even though GTA is not a racing game, mm-hmm. like they came out with their um like online i think it was like the cunning stunts dlc or something which was like this crazy uh dlc where there were just like a ton of tracks for races that were like tubes that would go into the sky and you could like race i see these, <laughs> like I see these constantly on races. the bottom half of tiktoks <laughs> yeah yeah it's all i see <laughs> yeah no i know what you're talking about but yeah so i feel like that is maybe like one of the best things that was added to that game um and those were just i like played it a few times online i didn't really love playing online myself but i've i've amassed like hours and hours of watching people play it over the years and it was very enjoyable to watch those uh matt how about you like let, let's let's talk driving games a little bit because I, I know yeah. we've gotten in, into this in the past yeah. but i but i i i like like do you have any all-time favorites when it comes to the racing side of things and also it just generally about cars in video games because they're yeah we've, we've experienced good and bad versions of that in like the open world experience yeah i was just about to say that like grand theft auto 5 has like great driving in it like as far as like you know yeah not realistic but like it feels good to drive the car yeah, yeah no it's fun it's fun to drive the game in, 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 sure. in pretty much all the grand theft auto games actually they figured that out when when games like <laughs> yeah from from three on okay one, one and yeah. two i mean people are people are polarized on those i mean i i never really liked how the the first couple grand theft autos and uh, controlled uh, yeah this sort of top-down perspective mm-hmm. but i think from three on they've been yeah once they got they they went to 3d they've, they've been very playable it's i mean it's silly to say that they got it right it's like the main thing that you do it's yeah. the, it's in the title of the game um uh, but, it, but it has to but it has yeah, to work or it, else those games don't work it has to and so yeah. I, I love that i we've talked about the the batman the batman arkham batmobile i don't love it um and, you know the there's and i talked we obviously i love mario kart and crash team racing um i will be a um jack x combat racing uh defender uh um, there you go that i i loved that i was just a big fan of the jack and daxter franchise and i loved um i loved that game i thought it was really fun um i thought it was awesome because I mean, yeah. you already mentioned crash team racing yes. but that era when they when everyone was trying to make the mario kart killer yes and now everyone's given up on it and they'd be like well mario kart will just you know be this hegemony and that that'll that'll be the only kart racer that's out there but it's just like i really liked when everyone was trying their own version of a mascot racer yeah it a lot of those are fun the the uh donkey kong racing was was one of my favorites donkey kong racing i just tried it for the first time actually at my friend connor's house and i was so bad at it before before you go too far down this road because i just i'm looking forward a week and you're you're giving another correction the game is diddy kong racing diddy kong racing (laughs) i'm so sorry it's all right casey um don't fuck me up like that okay you don't see me going on your show and saying that the tires on the cars are triangles okay (laughs) you're welcome to (laughs) the tires on the cars are triangles um but that's insane (laughs) okay 
<laughs> but I, I I like I do like some racing games. I but all of, all of my love of uh, like racing games comes from my love of like the Fast and Furious franchise, and also mm, in sure. in tandem with when I was a kid, my mom worked for Mitsubishi Motors. So that's right, you mentioned this. I've mentioned this before, and she would get to um, she worked in like the corporate office here in uh, in Southern California, and. Um, because of this job, she got to have like a new car every like six months. So uh, instead of doing what she should have done, which was like have a more sensible car for uh, a single mom and three children, she would get us whatever car we picked. Because <laughs> 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 she's awesome. She was like, the cool. she's so cool. Uh, and she was young. So she was like, oh, yeah, you guys want the Lancer Evo 6, huh? We're like, yeah, we get the Evo 6. We love how the Evo 6 looks. And so she would drop us off at school in an Evo 6. And we like, would have to like have grocery bags in our lap instead of the trunk because there was no trunk space. <laughs> but like uh, it was uh, we that was such a fun thing. And so when when playing these types of games, I often will go back to like those that style of car, um, like a Mitsubishi uh like just the eclipse was also big we loved the eclipse um but we eventually we got a montero sport we did uh, eventually get a more sensible car because my mom was like this is ridiculous you can't you guys can't pick the car anymore um but i would play need for speed underground because that was also that was like what 2003 2004 or something so like i feel like car modding culture sort Mm -hmm. of like kind of really took on at that point because like the show like pimp my ride was on tv and stuff and so i would just watch you know exhibit just massacre these cars (laughs) and just like ruin everybody's life make them Um, undrivable (laughs) yeah put a washing machine in the car and like that's like bad you don't want that in there um but i i liked the um the customization in 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 that game and in just playing the cars and like the soundtracks in those games were pretty good um but i also really enjoyed um forza horizon 5 which came out um maybe two years ago at this point um on xbox and i i i got pretty into that game uh when it when it came out uh on on game pass and was just playing it uh for a while just like nonstop. i loved just getting in some races like online that was really fun i don't have a wheel or anything so i was playing on the controller but um that's like those are like the games that i really love but i also you're mentioning seeing some racing in person uh at the at the start of this i used to go to i grew up you know Nick's a Long Beach guy, also. Nick, you ever? Go oh to- yeah, the Long Beach Grand Prix. I oh, love yeah. the Long Beach Grand Prix, dude. It's yeah, huge. I did. I it was a thing. I like. I just like. Oh yeah, the Grand Prix every year. Yeah, and I just sort of like took it in stride, and I had no idea it was like this huge like event in motorsports. Yeah, I went for the first time uh, last year, and I had a blast, and I will be going again this year. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I'd great. love to. I'd love to go because um, I I haven't been in so long. You used to. Um, they used to give like free tickets to it in like the newspaper. So like you would just buy like five newspapers and then we're all going for free. Uh, and we would just go. And the, the thing that they had there, I don't know if they still do it. I'm sure they must, but they had a celebrity race. Uh, that like So like famous people would do the course. And one of the years it was like, it was such a, a mixed bag first of all <laughs> one of these people shouldn't have been doing it but is an enthusiast and i understand one of the years it was like carlos mencia adam carolla and keanu reeves and keanu reeves fucking won 
Of course oh, he yeah. did. Rocks. And that's I was like, yeah, you want he's to like, win in that scenario. He's gonna win. Have you seen him no driving shit. John Wick? Yeah. But I was like, you don't have to be here, man. Like this is. <laughs> Look who else is here. You don't have to do this. And this was, this was in between. Obviously, John Wick hadn't come out. I think all three matrices, all three Matrix movies had come out. Um, so he was like in that sort of in between era. Uh, he was at the lake house. He was at uh, um, Scanner Darkly. You know, he wasn't really uh, popping. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Again, but uh, it was great. It was a thrill That's of awesome. a lifetime to see him. He looked like a million bucks too in the fucking uh, <laughs> uh, in the gear. Let's uh, can, can we just because you mentioned yeah. Pimp My Ride, yeah. and I, I did watch that show back in the day. It, do you are is everyone aware of the Pimp My Ride PS2 game? No, I'm aware of it. It's one of the most it's one of the most bizarre things. I've never played it, uh, but I, I have watched uh, videos of it. And let, let's let's watch a little bit of this if I can get this working. Of um, this is the Ghost Ride the Whip mini game that's in <laughs> that's in the PS2 game with exhibits likeness. Uh, let's see if this works. He has such like a Yosemite Sam stance. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's walking next to a car <laughs> as the car is rolling down in neutral. He's just doing a crip walk, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is. Little text I guess there's like a rhythm. Pimpin'. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a rhythm game element of like doing dance moves in coordination. <laughs> with your car rolling down the boulevard. I was ready to laugh Truly at bizarre. this. Truly bizarre. I think this is good. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. I think I didn't understand the concept of ghost riding. Yeah. Well, I didn't real I thought it was like you had to be on top of the car or something, but he's just like walking beside it. He's like yeah, I guess that's I would how it say, works. As far as how close you could be to the car, he could be a lot closer. He's so far away from the car. <laughs> he could be a lot. The he's in a complete open. different lane. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's more impressive the further away you get. Yeah, mm, that could be part of the challenge. Um, but I, I haven't. I've thought about getting a racing. I always think about getting stuff. Like I always want sure. to get like a fight stick. I don't play like that. I don't play like fighting games like that. I always want like the wheel and seat and pedal and stuff. And I'm like, ah, I. Matt, but if I, you like getting stuff, there's yeah. a lot of stuff you can get. Okay, see, that's what I love to hear. Now I'm in. That's good. See, I like getting stuff. Your rig doesn't have the seat, though, right? I do not have the seat. Um, it's it's a you know I want the seat, but to get the seat, I would then need a separate monitor to mount on the on the rig. Right now, I play. I pull out a folding chair and I sit in front of uh, my my big TV. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and I play that way. But also, yeah. since I've upgraded the drive system, uh, uh, like the 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 stand that I had that I, that I originally got with the like cheap entry level wheel is not strong enough for the the uh the drive system like it's, there's too much power it's too wobbly uh and it's like uh it starts to come loose from from the stand so now mm. i'm like okay now i need to upgrade the stand yeah uh, so may, might as well get the chair but you don't want to be like chair, that guy the from monitor. the you want to be like that guy from the i think you should leave sketch where the steering wheel flies off when you're driving it <laughs> That's exactly what i don't want to be like <laughs> uh, but nick do you you I, I don't know if i know you to mess around with like too many racing sims or like uh anything like that do you do you like to get no, behind the I, wheel 
in the car. You don't I like don't driving. Like, I don't like driving. This is the thing. It's like, like I can drive a car. Yeah. I am a licensed driver and I will drive by necessity, but I really don't like driving. Like it makes me anxious. Um, and uh, I also just like get really into, I just get really frustrated at, at yeah. just urban design because I'm like, this is such a, uh, yeah. this is so inefficient mm-hmm. to have so much space for, you know, uh, lanes of highways and, and for surface parking. It's just like, you know, Cities should be for people, not cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, like, like I, I generally don't like. And so when I'm doing something escapist, I don't want to be driving in it. So, for instance, Cyberpunk 2077, which also initially had very bad driving. They fi- they they fixed the physics to some degree. It works a lot better uh, in the 2.0 version. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, honestly, in some of the earlier updates. But like, I did not like the driving in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used the motorcycles because it was like the most e- the easiest to maneuver, the easiest to corner. And then also there's there's a fast travel in that game that I would just basically use all the time because oh, yeah. I could just skip through all the driving segments. So like generally how I'm playing games, like I, I want to avoid driving it uh, if I, uh, unless I, uh, unless I have to. Um, but that said, there are some, some racing games that I've liked and they tend to be a little bit more arcadey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already mentioned Diddy Kong Racing, but that was a game I got really into on the Nintendo 64. I, I 100%ed that game for some reason, the single player <laughs> mode. Um, the, you know, Mario Kart franchise, obviously. Um, uh, there was this game on the NES called RC Pro-Am where oh. you like raced little, they, yeah, you did. I didn't realize you were racing RC cars until I was older. I was just like, oh, that's like what, what the cars look like. But I was playing as a little kid Funny. and I really liked it. And I thought it was really, it, it like the maneuverability felt really good. Um, and, uh, you know, it had like cool, it was like, like excite bike. It had like cool power-ups you could like roll over. I like that sort of shit, um, and ramps and stuff. Uh, but also the F-Zero franchise, mm-hmm. which has been kind of dormant since, I think, the GameCube era. And, uh, you know, another <coughs> Nintendo franchise that's, like, not their one of their top-tier ones, but I think it's just, like, all those games are pretty awesome. I know they came out with F-Zero 99, but it's just, like, give me a proper F-Zero on the Switch or the Switch 2. You know, why not? Yeah. The, the other thing I want to talk about, uh, relatedly, and when I really do like racing games, and maybe this goes back to, the, you know, the original topic we had here, which was when we're talking about the, the racing rig, when we're talking about having uh, a wheel and pedals, I really like an arcade cabinet mm-hmm. where you can drive the thing, oh, yeah. or ideally you can sit down, or like in, you know, super hang on, you can climb on top of a motorcycle. Yes. Like, I love stuff. I love stuff like that. Uh, I, re- I remember this, the, the, the first one I experienced was pole position, which was basically had like Atari 2600, it was slightly better than that, but like, you know, it had like eight bit level, sub eight bit graphics, uh, but you could control it with a wheel and, and pedals if, if memory serves. And like, that was like a, an amazing experience as a video game. And so anytime something is like that, I mean, like if there is an arcade cabinet, you can sit down at, at, at a barcade or, or Dave and Buster's or something. I, I tend to gravitate towards that. Yeah, I feel like Crazy Taxi was probably my first, like, oh yeah, e- experience with any sort of racing game. Um, That's a great shout out. That's a game we 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 did an episode on Crazy Taxi back in the day, and and yeah, that that game is I did play a lot. Of, actually, that's that, that's another one I did play that a lot of that on, on Dreamcast. Yeah, I feel I only ever played it at uh my local cc's pizza <laughs> wow savannah georgia i probably also didn't play it i probably was just like sitting watching the demo <laughs> but um i have yeah i have a fondness towards crazy taxi for sure um and cruising cruising yeah, was one cruising right? in USA. Cruising's great loved cruising usa 
I don't know if if we want to count it, but as far as arcade racers go, uh, the uh, pod racing game. Uh, oh yes! Oh yeah! Episode one racer. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah! Spe- specifically in an arcade where you get to sit in the cockpit and you control it. That's with the, pod uh, racing with the levers. That is yeah. That is pod racing. It's cool as hell. <laughs> uh, the- um, I don't. I don't. I don't want to get too distract derailed here. But you mentioned CC's Pizza. Wait, are you like? Do you remain a CC's Pizza fan? I can't imagine there are any in New York. There aren't any in New York, but I do. I think I still have the phone number of my CC's Pizza on my phone, and I refuse to delete it. Like I love. <laughs> it was just like the place that we would always get pizza for like school or anything. So I have a real fondness for it. It's like a buffet, right? Yeah. I've never been to one. Yeah, it's uh, are you- a buffet. And I would like go, I would sit. I also like, I didn't have any game systems or cable when I was growing up. So I would like go to CC's Pizza. I'd get like a ton of pizza slices. I'd sit. There's like a big screen where Cartoon Network was always playing. And I was like, <laughs> this is what. This is what being a kid is like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there and you're like, wow, I'm such a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I maybe now. I'm like, did I maybe have CC's Pizza once in Washington State or something? Because I remember going to a CC's like place, but I'm not sure it was exactly that. But I did not know it had arcade uh, cabinets in it because that's the thing I remember from our roundtable pizza. That was like, you know, one one reason I love that place is you could go there and like, you know, they, they'd have like a, a X Men arcade game. Yeah, it was very minimal. Like ours had a racing game, uh, I probably like a claw machine, and I think a claw-like game but that had candy instead or something like that like super like nothing there basically but it's good times <laughs> yeah it sounds like it um any other any other thoughts on on driving games i know it's just such a vast thing to cover and i, I know yeah. we can't possibly mm-hmm. get to anything but like is, is anything else anyone wants to shout out or like like I, I guess maybe if i if i have a question to maybe direct things it's like what whatever your level of enthusiasm towards driving um, in video games or IRL is like, what makes a good one? Like what makes you like, like stick with some and bounce off of others? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like my exposure to a lot of driving games is just through watching stuff on YouTube. And I feel like the ones that I really enjoyed like there are there are a lot of those like open world driving games like fuel uh is one that's technically a racing game but like is huge I think like those at least from like a watching perspective you have to be really committed to just like sitting looking at a car (laughs) go through a (laughs) desert or something for like hours um but I don't know things like GTA 5 for sure um there's like i feel like there's some arcade racers that have that mario kart e element where like you can make the track explode there's one called i don't know what year it is but there's one called split second have you heard of that one at all that's like i'm not familiar (laughs) you can it's like an arcade racer but you can like call airstrikes and like oh wow make like uh, train tracks explode on the track to try and just like destroy other cars that sounds great um, and that like those kinds of things i think are really entertaining those are like a lot more fun to watch just because of the chaos um and then i i don't know if it would technically count as a racing game 
but I think like the Trials series, like Trials Evolution, uh, Trials HD, and all of those—they're like the motorcycle. Like you can technically race, like, yeah, people. But I think like the fact that you can do those and like reset because it's an obstacle course, like right, right, that becomes really interesting. The obstacle course and also being a race. Um, so I yeah, I like I, I, I watched really videos enjoyable. of this. Of this being played and just like the physics of it are really like yeah. impressive. And I understand why people want to like just keep playing the same course over and over. Yeah. You know, I think it was also like a big like there were like a lot of achievements you could get back in the day with those. I mean, speaking of physics, that's that's honestly what I uh, pay attention to the most, uh, specifically in like the mm. sim games, uh, mm-hmm. you know, more sim, less arcade. Um, that, that is, uh, uh, the, the closer you get to the car feeling real, the more subtle, uh, like your movements need to be like, like if I give the gas a little too much going out of a turn, I could easily like spin out or like oversteer or understeer. Um, so when I'm like, looking for for like a sim game it's like it really comes down to like the physics like the graphics don't even need to be that great it's it's does does the do i feel the weight of the car that i'm driving and if i Mm. do then then i feel like it's a better kind of uh game but honestly any game that has a driving mechanic in it i i get hyped about and i'm excited to drive whatever i'm allowed to drive in any kind of game um also if you guys are interested there is a place in pasadena called world of racing and it is sim racing only it's like a bunch of uh uh simulation cockpits that would like motion wow uh, yeah. but it is like real uh driving simulation i was gonna say there's also i don't know why if this like is enough of an arcade situation for you but like there's now popping up around the world these f1 arcades oh, where you yeah. can sit in those like sim rigs and play in an like you just like buy some races you can like go with friends and play against each other and i went to one in london i think there's one opening in boston wow this year um and i was really bad i raced by myself and i did not do well um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and it's like fun it has like the feedback of the chair like with the wheel that Casey's talking about where you can like you have to like really grip it and all that kind of stuff it's cool yeah I'm looking at the site now this is like an officially branded thing it like it looks really snazzy uh where my mind uh how my mind operates I immediately clicked on (laughs) food food (laughs) it was like the one in London was way too fancy for what I was expecting they had Aesop soap in the bathroom I can't stop talking wow. about that like <laughs> it looked like a real like a nice classy establishment wow but with yeah, like 40 the, the sh- some rigs the sharing plates has a 28 uh, day aged Himalayan salt dried flat iron steak I'm like alright give me some sliders or some yeah, yeah. calm down I'm looking for a nugget dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> a big thing that uh, that uh, I just I want to mention also formula one does is they they have like their own esports league like every team has the sim racing version of the team and and they will often like compete at the races that the real life drivers are 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 driving at 
Uh, so so F1 is like really on board with with sim racing and and integrating it into the world of motorsport. It's yeah. great. And I also I don't uh, think we awesome. really talked about it, but like all of the teams have reserve drivers that bank hours on these like sim rigs to help the team like learn more about the car and the track and everything, which is super like their job is just to play games for the team. <laughs> Dream job. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I think if I go to the 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 sim rig place i'm gonna need somebody to uh, drive me there and drive me back because i think the most dangerous thing for me would be getting in a car after doing that (laughs) (laughs) anytime i like when i left mad max fury road i was like this is gonna be a disaster (laughs) (laughs) you suddenly had the guitar that's shooting yeah 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 i became the the gimp guy the movie rock oh yeah so so good <laughs> did you play the game the game is the good game was was good yeah uh it has that similar crunchy combat to like a arkham uh or um those lord of the rings games really really good i loved it a lot and good wow. driving in it actually too uh casey's point about so. the the weight is the big thing because the weight wasn't there in the arkham knight batmobile mm-hmm. the weight wasn't there in cyberpunk 1.0 Right. They got closer in 2.0. Um but if the if I can't feel the um like those tires screeching the way I want, it's not it's off. The whole thing's if it, if it just kind of feels like it's floating there just sort of like moving like you're like playing with a toy car above the ground kind of that's not that's not it. That's just yeah. it just never feels good. Um but if you can feel the weight, that's that's all you need, baby. Makes all the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, o- the only thing I'll add to that is, and, and I think this probably goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway, but uh, it's it's the, the genre where frame rate is premium. And, oh, yeah. you know, like the, you, you'll see a lot of games, uh, especially in, in the current generation that are sacrificing um, frame rate for graphical fidelity. So these things can run on 4K TVs, which I get. But man, it, it, uh, racing games got to be just you know, lock, locked in at 60 FPS or 120 FPS, you know, whatever the platform is. I mean, just it's 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 really that's that's key, I think, to having the sense of speed. Um, all right, I, I, I got a segment for us. Ooh, it's time for our video game version of Would You Rather. This is Would You Blathers. So how Would You Blathers works is uh Named in honor of the Animal Crossing owl. I will give you a video game related scenario and you can each chime in on which one you'd prefer. And today, these are all related to driving in video games. Oh. So this is a driving game re- edition of Would You Blathers. All right. Does, does everyone understand the format? Oh, Got yeah. It. Got it. Okay, great. First up, Would You Blathers haul an 18-wheeler cross-country like an American truck simulator <laughs> or manage a busy gas station like in Gas Station Simulator. <laughs> I think I would rather manage a busy gas station. I haven't seen any um, of that simulator, but I've seen the American truck simulator, and I think I would immediately stall out the car and not be able to get back anywhere. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm 100% with you. You know, both both very dangerous jobs, uh, you know, uh, 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 more dangerous than being a cop. And so 100%. like I would uh, uh, I would 
So I would rather, but still, all that said, I think I would rather be the gas station uh, manager. I, I feel like I could handle that a little bit better. I think, do I get to pick like the snacks, the offerings? Like, am I? Yeah, of course. It's, you're all in, whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't but even you a... also get to pick your, you get to pick your snacks if you're on the road as well. Oh, okay. Now that's interesting to think about. <laughs> you st- uh, you're stopping at a Bucky's. What are you going to load yeah. up on? I don't know if I have, because like, I, I, I don't mind driving, right? But I don't know if I could sit in the in the cab of you know in the cabin of a car for like eighteen hours. I can't. I don't have the patience for it. And I I do think that people that do those jobs are absolute heroes. Like it, it's it's like it's it's such such, oh, a, yeah. such a slog. Um, if we have any truckers out there, listen to the pod. Thank you for your service. And uh, give me two toots on that horn real quick, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think I'm gonna go the trucker route. Uh, wow, I've thought you about do have it trucker before. energy. <laughs> You really do have trucker energy. This is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I get it. Um, yeah, I, I have a, it, it's a, if you're, if you're okay being like alone for long stretches and you don't mind driving, like they, it, yeah. it does feel like a, 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 a cool job. Yeah. Uh, my, I used to share an office when I worked in the video game industry, um, with a uh, very talented designer and his dad was a trucker and he would say like, he'd, he'd be on road trips with his dad. Uh, and his dad would just like pull over to the side of the road and be like, all right, time to go to sleep and just lean his like the driver's seat back and go to sleep like in their truck. And it's just like that. That's a, a thing that was totally foreign to him. But I guess it, you just learn how to do that if that's your your job. Man, I wish I could do that d- now. <laughs> <laughs> I whenever I would go on a road trip with my mom, it was like like she wouldn't pull over on the yeah. side of the road, but she would just be like, we're going to power through and I'm going to sleep for an hour and then we're going to get back on the road. I would, I, would, wow. I would do it on the freeway just driving from where I live to Santa Monica. Just be like... Use <laughs> <laughs> a little math real quick. Uh, all right, next up. Would you blathers... Work as a taxi driver and only be able to listen to Bad Religion and The Offspring like in Crazy Taxi. (laughs) Or only be able to listen to synth rock covers of the Simpsons soundtrack like in The Simpsons Road Rage. Hmm. Wow, that's hard. Does that include the Bartman but synth rock? I think so, yeah. I think you got to assume Bartman's in there. I don't know if it's actually on the soundtrack, but maybe in the credits. Look, I'm a SoCal kid. I grew up uh-huh. hearing Bad Religion and The Offspring on K-Rock my whole life. I'm going The Simpsons. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with those songs. Uh, who, are, who are your K-Rock DJs? You like, you like Jed the Fish? I like Jed the Fish. I was a big Cat Corbett fan, actually. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. I loved... Um, I mean, Kevin and Bean were such institutions uh, yeah, when, they sure. were, when they were on the air and they were when they were. No, I'd listen to Kevin Bean every morning. Yeah, uh, but I, that was I, I, I feel like uh, I liked Kat Corbett's show because she would play like local bands, like local new bands, too. I, I liked that a lot. So uh, probably Kat Corbett's my I'm a Kat Corbett stan. How many times can I say wow. Kat Corbett? You think? <laughs> I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Casey, how about you? Uh, I think I gotta go. I gotta go taxi route. Um, look, I grew up also listening to Offspring and Bad Religion uh, a-, a lot in the Tony Hawk soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> nothing makes me feel more alive than than hearing some Bad Religion. Uh, and uh, you know, it'll I-, I could get the fares there quicker, which 
I don't think is what I want as a taxi driver, but maybe it'll mean better tips. Mm. I think I would also go with Bad Religion and the Offspring. As much as I love the music of The Simpsons, I don't love it being synth rock. I think that would drive me crazy. (laughs) Uh, All right, next up. Would you blathers compete in illegal street racing like a Need for Speed Underground or compete in a driving version of soccer on an oversized field like in Rocket League? I'll answer this one. I'd rather do Rocket League just for the novelty of it. Kicking around a big old soccer ball uh, with a truck feels like fun. I don't even remember what the first option was. I want to do Rocket League. (laughs) I I remember when Rocket League was brand new. I was like, this is the most genius thing I've ever seen in my life. This is such a good idea. Played Rocket Racer. They're like new racing On Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. No, I have not. It's Nick. We're going to have to talk about it soon. It's (laughs) okay. It's fucking great. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a no brainer to do the Rocket League version. Uh, illegal street la- racing. Look, I love to drive my car fast, uh, but I don't I don't street race because I don't trust anybody else on the road. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. Even Lewis Hamilton will will tell you that uh, he hates driving on on regular roads. People don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah. But if I could get in a car and bump a big ball around and do flips and uh, I get to put like a hat on top of my car. I'm all for it. <laughs> I think you could do that in real life if you really want it. <laughs> uh, Marika, you on Rocket League? Yeah. Uh, for all the same reasons. It's like, it just seems so. F- Imagine you, this was like a, the easiest one. Would you rather do um, something that you could already kind of do, or would you rather do the absolute impossible? The greatest thing man could try to attempt. <laughs> I, I think I think the case for Need for Speed Underground is it's very cool. Like, it is be really like cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and then also that I there's a chance that Rocket League in real life is extremely dangerous. <laughs> there's a chance, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, next up. Would you blathers be a crazed clown with a flaming head driving in an ice cream truck like Sweet Tooth in Twisted Metal or be a steroid uh, ridden muscle man with no car frame and two just two giant wheels attached to your limbs like Axel in Twisted Metal? I'm going Axel all the way. I, uh, Axel's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like know Sweet Tooth, but like. Axel's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go same. <laughs> I think I'm going to go Sweet Tooth. Um, I, I think... Sweet Tooth's cool. Sweet, it's a good choice. He's cool, and I, 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 but I'm a big ice cream guy, too. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a cone freak. I love a good cone. Matt, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm already, I already got my stuff. I'll get high on my own supply. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, final Would You Blathers. Would You Blathers... Be a cat-like entity who can morph into a passenger van like Morgana in Persona 5, (laughs) or be a sentient car like Lightning McQueen in the Cars video game. However, because it's the video game, you are not voiced by Owen Wilson. (laughs) Can I ask about this Persona 5 character? Does she actually turn into a car in the game, or is it she, she just has, like, the power to turn into things? Uh, Morgana does turn into a car. I, I wonder if I can find a video of it. First off, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll share the art with you so you can get a sense of the character design because he is that. a, he is a real cutie pie. <laughs> um, okay. Here's what Mor- Morgana in Persona 5 looks like. 
to this little chibi cat with the big head. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And let me see if let me see if I can find a video of the the transformation because the first time it happened for me in the game, it uh broke my brain. <laughs> yeah, this could make a break. I know it's an I know me. it's an anime I know it's an anime trope, but it it was surprising. Uh, was that Casey? This could make or break it for me. The the transformation uh, <laughs> okay, and, and what I what I choose. Yeah. Matt, you got that far into Persona Five, I know. Oh yeah, I mean I did. I got like. <laughs> I played that game for like 60 hours and I didn't even come yeah. close to finishing it. No, it's a big one. No, uh, but I, I, I do have a fondness for Morgana and I do, um, I wish I had finished it. I could go back, I guess, but I did like, I bought, I, re- I bought it on Switch after playing it on Game Pass. I was like, I'll just pick yeah. it up again on Switch. And I was like, I, what am I doing? <laughs> this is, I don't have, I can't do this again, but maybe it's I one need of those some things distance. That- it's a daunting commitment, but um, but I love that oh, game. Yeah. All right, let's let's watch this. I think it's right at the top of this video. Morgana, transform! <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. What's the point, Morgana? What's the point of being Lightning McQueen, even if you can't even be Owen Wilson? Yeah, yeah. can I can I yeah, say Kachow? Yeah, yeah. Like, Am I even no, allowed to I, I do know. that? You might not have the yeah. rights for to, for Kachow. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was what you blathers. That's this week get played. Our producer is Rochelle Chen. Uh, yard underscore underscore Sard on social media. Our music is by Ben Prunty. BenPruntyMusic.com. Our art is by Duck Brigade Design. DuckBrigade.com. Uh, also check out our paywall patreoncom slash played where we have our pre headgum back catalog as well as our paywalled show Get Animated Matt where we're deep into Pluto. That's right. We're taking this week. We're taking a break from Pluto and we'll be answering some of your questions that we've had backlogged over, uh, you know, the last month or so of just questions uh, or in comments pertaining to some of the things we watched uh, before we started Pluto. Uh, But then next week we'll be on to episode five. And oh boy, is all I'll say is, oh boy. (laughs) Oh boy. Indeed. Check that out. Patreon.com slash get played. Uh, uh, our guest today, Marika Brownlee, Casey Donahue. The podcast is The Pit Wall, an F1 podcast. Uh, tell us about the pod and anything else you want to plug. And thank you so much for being yeah, thank here. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having us, guys. The Pit Wall, as you said, it's a pod, uh, Formula <laughs> One. I screw this up on every single episode. Really it's a Formula <laughs> One podcast for casual fans. Sometimes I say it's a casual podcast for Formula One fans. Uh, <laughs> it could be both. It could be both. Also works. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're interested in Formula One, want to get into it, we talk about uh, Drive to Survive, the Netflix show. Uh, the new season is coming out uh, next month. That was my entry to it. That's a, that's a lot of American entry points uh, for, for F1. So if you're interested, you can check it out. Tune in. We'll talk about it. Uh, and we love it. We love talking about it. The season hasn't started yet, That's so right. we're not releasing episodes until Drive to Survive starts, which I think it was announced February 23rd. Um, but we have like a back catalog of previous season. We talked about some movies like Gran Turismo. Mm-hmm. We recently um, uh, talked about Ferrari uh, with Action, uh, Boys. Action Boys. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, that's a, that, a movie. We were talking about street racing, a movie centered on an insane street race yeah yes. that they that they i get they don't do anymore but like what like if you're thinking about it and just like it's like they're driving for I, what is it a thousand mile race what however long it is it's like a it, and it's just through the italian countryside mm. so they're just driving by Houses like and civilians stuff, yeah. and yeah it's crazy um 
uh, people should check it out. Check out the pit wall. And and thank you all so much for being here. Yeah. Um. And hey, Thanks. that's this episode. Uh, Matt, I guess now's the time we have to tell our lovely guests that they got played. <sighs> yeah, I didn't want to do this. We were having so much fun. And <laughs> yeah, um, very nice conversation. Yeah, great guests. Very generous with their time. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. But uh, you guys did get played, and I'm I'm very sorry. I can't believe this. <laughs> I can't sorry. believe all this was to get wow. played. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.